What's up, good people? How you doing? This is Coach Terrence Turner, a.k.a. Coach T. I am the director of Turner Sports Training, as well as I am the director or co-director of the New England Outlaws, which is a travel seven on seven program. All right. So let's get right into it. Um, in today's episode, today's show, today's podcast, because I'm actually stripping this uh, audio and I'll be doing a podcast. So anyone that maybe doesn't get down with the videos, maybe doesn't have time to watch the videos that will be available in podcast audio form in the coming days. Um, I use an app called Anchor, which I also use with my wife uh, for the podcast that her and I do together. Uh, but I use this app and it kind of distributes it out to a couple of different platforms. Um, hopefully I'll be able to get on to uh, what's that Apple podcast as well as, you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that good stuff. So uh, be on the lookout for that. All right. So let's get right into it. Um, today, we're going to talk more about recruiting. Um, the reason why we've been kind of heavy on recruiting is simply because um, this is a very important time in the recruiting calendar uh, for college football prospects. So I actually what I did today, if you guys checked out my social media, I actually um, posted a couple or opened the forum to a couple questions just trying to inquire from recruits, from players, like what questions they may have in regards to college football recruiting. So I have some of the top questions that uh, I was posed today. I answered them on social media, but then I got a, a flood of other questions. So I want to make sure I get to the what I feel are, are the most pertinent questions, maybe the most uh, most recurring questions that I felt I like got a lot. So I want to make sure that we hit on that, that those questions are answered. So let's get right into it. So I actually took some notes and the number one question that I routinely got was, coach, what's the best way to reach out to a school um, and who should I contact? So my answer to that is always the best way to reach out to a school is one of two ways. Number one would be email. And the reason why I say email is because you want to meet your audience where they are. And if I'm a player looking to be recruited, the place I know I can find a coach is via email. Every coach has an email. The information is out there. You can literally type in so-and-so school. We used Boston College yesterday, right? So I type in Boston College coaching staff or football coaching staff. And right from there, I can research all the coaches, get all their information, their contact information, phone number, and mainly email. And then right from there, begin to email. Um, what do you want to email? You want to email, you know, something very straightforward. So I always say you want to have your highlight film and this highlight film, this is very key. This should be varsity only film. So you don't need to send, if maybe you're a freshman or sophomore, you don't play the varsity level yet, do not email your film. Because at the end of the day, a coach does not want to see freshman film. He doesn't want to see AYF Pop Warner film. He doesn't want to see... Um, junior varsity film. He only wants to see varsity film because that varsity equalizes the playing field in terms of who you're going against. Um, so that's number one. Make sure it's varsity film. Make sure you send the film. And then secondly, make sure you add in your transcripts. And this is very important because I know as a former recruiter and a, re a former college coach, the number one thing that we would always ask, even before watching a player's film, is what are their grades? 
Can they get into our school? Um, are they actually good students? Um, so you got to make sure that you highlight your transcript. So I would also add that into the email um, and then also add in a quick little blurb about yourself. Two to three sentences. That's all you need. Get straight to the point. Let them know what grade you're in or what graduating class you're a part of, um, what positions you play, what school you attend, um, your head coach's name. You can put your head coach's or your parents' contact information. I know a lot of coaches appreciate that. And then that's pretty it. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Pretty straightforward. Make sure that you keep it short, you keep it sweet, and again, you have your highlight film and you have your transcripts attached to those emails. All right, so that's number one. You should utilize email. Number two, you have to use social media. We talked about this yesterday as well. And the number one social media that I would suggest for you to utilize as a recruit to contact coaches is Twitter. Again, I talked about it. If you want to meet your audience where they are, a lot of college coaches are on Twitter and that's where they communicate with recruits. So if I'm a recruit, I would go onto Twitter, again, contact all the coaches that I know. I would start in the surrounding area. So we're here in New England. I would start with New England-based schools or at the very least East Coast schools because they are more apt to recruiting players that are local to their college campus. Um, so that's that. I would also um, suggest that when you're contacting these coaches, the first coach you contact is the, the recruiting coordinator. Um, sometimes the titles get a little bit funky online, um, but typically they're titled the recruiting coordinator. They may also be titled uh, player personnel director. Um, you may see that. I know I see that a lot. But at the end of the day, there's one guy on the staff that is responsible for taking all the film, all the inquiries about the school, about the program, about the, 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 the football uh, staff and about joining the team. They, that one coach takes it all and he disperses it out to the other coaches on the staff. Um, so that's key. So you always want to contact the recruiting coordinator first because once you get it into his hands, let's say I'm a running back, then he's going to get it to the coach that recruits running backs. Um, now that gets me to another point. A lot of players, and I would, I mean, if I didn't know it, I would assume this as well. A lot of players think, hey, if, if I play a certain position, then that coach that coaches that position at the college level, they have to be the coach that's recruiting me, right? No, that's not necessarily the case all the time. What coaches do and what college staffs do, it's pretty, pretty much one of two things. It's either they do it, they recruit by area. So for instance, if I'm a coach and we're New England based, I may recruit Massachusetts only. Um, or I may only recruit the Boston area, or I may be a coach that has Rhode Island and New Hampshire. Um, so they split it up geography, um, geographically. Um, so that's, that's one way to do it for coaches. A second way would be by position, right? And, not, and again, typically, if you're a running backs coach, for instance, or you're a receivers coach, you're going to recruit those positions, you're going to ultimately have your say on those positions because those are going to be the players that you are, um, are going to be coaching in the future. But again, it's not to say that if I'm, a, if I'm a certain position coach that I only recruit those players. Again, it may be by area. It may be by position. It may be a mix of the two. Um, so again, number one, who should you contact? I would say the recruiting coordinator because they can get it out to the coach that, um, that it pertains to. Secondly, I would say you want to 
then contact or email or um, utilize social media, Twitter to contact the position coach. So again, if I'm a quarterback or my receiver, I should I should contact the receivers coach. I should contact the quarterbacks coach if I'm a quarterback. Um, or sometimes on online, you can find uh, on the coaching staff on the on the website, you can find that they have certain areas that they recruit, which I just hit on. So if I am a player from Boston and so and so coach, he's a recruiting coordinator, or he's the coach that recruits Boston area. Contact that coach first. Um, hopefully that wasn't confusing. I feel like it was a little bit lengthy, but sometimes I I, I get really lengthy with my words. But um, hopefully that was pretty straightforward. All right, number two, second question I got: Do combine numbers make or break a recruit? I would say that. I always say this: film is number one. What do I mean by that? Your highlight film is truly the the make or break for a player. Um, And the reason for that is that clearly you're playing the game of football, right? You're, you know, combine is one thing because they can see your athleticism. They can see your speed. They can see your quickness. They can, you know, kind of uh, judge you against other players. But at the same time, it's not actually playing the sport. It's not actually playing the game of football. So, of course, you can. You can assume that your highlight film, your game film is number one for a coach in their evaluation process. Um, But with the combine numbers, how it can either how it is a part of the evaluation process for a coach is that they utilize those combine numbers to justify your film. So if you're a player that, you know, looks really fast on film, you're running away from everyone. I mean, you look like a supreme athlete. And then we, you know. As a coach, you bring it in. You bring that kid into a, a camp. You see his forty time, and if he runs a fast forty time, you see how that translates to the film, right? Um, and then vice versa, right? This is where it can hurt you. If you're a player that, you know, doesn't seem all too athletic on film, and then they see you in camp, and your numbers aren't great, what does that tell you as a coach? That's, that justifies the fact that maybe this player is just not athletically at the level he needs to be. To play at um at the collegiate level um but with the combine and the combine numbers i always say that it kind of puts players into pecking order and what i mean by that is you know division one or fbs schools they're looking they're they're recruiting totally different players than maybe a d2 is recruiting not even maybe for sure they're recruiting different players because if i'm a d1 coach at a d1 program there's a certain level of player that we must attract, that we must recruit to be able to compete against the other D1 FBS schools. And those D1 schools, clearly they get their pick of the litter when it comes to recruits because, let's face it, every player wants to play at the Division One level, right? So those coaches understand that, they know that, but at the same time, a lot of pressure is put on those coaches to get players that are supreme athletes that can not only compete at the D1 FBS level, but can excel at that level because that's the only way you're going to win games. Um, and then again, it puts a pecking order. So, for instance, if I am a D1 coach and I'm, let's just say, 40 yard dash, for instance, you you are typically looking for a player that runs sub four six. I'm thinking skill players, right? You're looking for a player that runs sub four six, maybe even sub four five, depending on the um, on the conference, on the level. 
uh, of football because at the D1 level, clearly there is there is differentiation differentiation between schools and programs, right? A Clemson or Alabama is totally different than maybe a Miami of Ohio, for instance. Okay, so they're looking at different players, um, but. Typically, you're looking for a sub four six, sub four five player, a legit sub four six, sub four five, forty yard dash player. Um, if you're a Division one school, and then as you kind of go down the list in terms of D one AA, D two, D three, now those times go up a little bit um, because again, if I am a, for instance, a D two coach. I know that it's very rare that I'm, I'm going to get a player that runs a 4-3, 4-4, right? If he runs that and he's a legit prospect, he has the grades, everything is, is copacetic with him as a recruit, he probably has other options as opposed to my D2 school. Now, that's not to say anything negative about a Division II school. That just showcases like these schools and these coaches understand typically who they should get into their program. Um, so that's key. All right, so that's that's kind of my take on the combine numbers. Um, they are very important, but at the same time, uh, they don't carry all the weight. I would I would put a lot more emphasis in your game film and being able to showcase that. Hey, coach, look at my film. I'm a really good player on the actual field. All right, so that's important. All right, number three, um, the question that I was posed here was, if my school's offense offensive or defensive scheme does not highlight my true skill, how can I showcase these talents? Um, So this is a big one. And this gets into the importance of the offseason. Clearly, we're in the offseason phase now. And for instance, like I'm a I'm a I'm originally from the Midwest. Right. Let's think let's think of weather because I always always pinpoint this. I'm from the Midwest. You get all four seasons. And clearly, I'm out here on the East Coast now. You get all four seasons. Why do I bring that up? Because as a player, when it's like the fall time or late fall, a lot of those games tend to be cold, maybe wet, maybe rainy. There's inclement weather during those games. So what do those, a lot of those coaches teach or what are, what are, a, lot of, what are a lot of their schemes? Um, a lot of their schemes are run-based. Right. Um, So, for instance, if I'm a quarterback, I know maybe my high school offense is not exactly the type of offense that I'm going to be playing at the collegiate level. So how do I showcase to these college coaches that I can actually I have the tools, I have the skills to play at the collegiate level and play in that type of offense? Well, again, the the offseason is what matters. So what I mean by that is you got to be able to utilize summer camps. Um, you got to be able to utilize prospect camps, showcases, right? Because this gives this evens the playing field in terms of coaches seeing players and putting them through drills or putting them in situations that they're able to see, OK, how does this player react? Or what are this player's skills in terms of things he's going to be asked to do at the college level? Um, also, the importance of seven on seven football. Um, now, I'm a big believer in seven on seven football, mainly because of this reason, right? Mainly because if you're a player that is able to showcase, again, I use I utilize the position of quarterback. If you're able to showcase that you can you can make the right reads, you can make the right throws in seven on seven. Typically, that showcases to a coach that, hey, like 
this player, at the very least, he understands the game. He can make the throws. He can, um, you know, he can make the reads. Now, clearly, there's no pass rush and all that, so that t- the coaches take that into effect. But at the same time, you're at least able to see at, at a bare minimum this kid has skills that we're asking him to perform that are similar to what he's going to be asked to do at the college level. Um, so that's big. So make sure you guys take advantage of college camps, um, seven-on-seven football if that's available to you, prospect camps, all those things. Um, and we talked about that yesterday. There is a difference between a – a standard clinic or like a training type of camp where you're you're getting better and again nothing wrong with those a lot of you players could could definitely take advantage of that but we're talking about recruiting you got to go to the showcase type of camps or the prospect type of camps where college coaches are there and they're actively looking to recruit players at that camp um lastly uh, the question that I got the most or I guess the fourth most would be what's the best way to get schools to recruit me. Um, I always say the best way is between your film and your grades. We hit on that earlier with the first question, right? If I'm emailing coaches, what am I saying? What am I doing? Same thing when it comes to recruiting, like, um, and this is actually Ivy League. Okay, I remember I got that as well. So every school is different, right? Every school is, is, is different in terms of what they're asking from their recruits or from their incoming freshmen, incoming players academically. Um, that's, that's really a lot of the differentiation between the schools. Um, so let's say for Ivy League, because I got that question a lot being here on the East Coast, like how do I get Ivy League schools to look at me? Well, number one, you got to have the grades. Like, like I coached at Brown. We talked about that last time. I'm a former assistant coach at Brown University, uh, was a special teams coordinator as well. Um, and clearly recruited players, right? And you got to recruit players to your school, your situation. So with the Ivy League, they're in a situation where they cannot give athletic scholarships, but they can still give academic money, right? So in the, you know, the thing about being a part of an Ivy League program or being a recruit that's being considered to an Ivy League program, you're compared now against the general student population, which is different than maybe going to another school because at the Ivy League school, ed- education, number one, sports, you know, is, is a thing where they can it's, it's a vehicle. It's a medium to to get players into the school. But again, you have to be able to get into the school. So I say that because, again, if you're looking at an Ivy League school, or you want them to look at you. The first thing they're going to look at is what your grades all right, your academics. So I say you got to have at least a three point five GPA cumulative GPA. Um, It's advised that you're taking AP or honors courses. Um, You must have at least a 25 to 26 plus ACT or 1700 plus ACT or SAT. Um, And then again, you must attend their prospect camps. So that's the key, right? Because again, any Ivy League school, you have to be able to get in academically and you can be the greatest player in the world. You could be Tom Brady, but if you don't have the grades, then they just simply can't recruit you. It's out of their power. Um, so that kind of wraps it up. You guys see I have my uh, Indiana uh, shirt on today. And I got my Indiana hat. I did it all today. Uh, I, have, I had some people, mainly my, my former uh, college football teammates, that clown me a little bit because they're like, dude, are you wearing a Wisconsin shirt? Yes, I had a big W on my shirt. Um, 
It wasn't a it wasn't a Wisconsin shirt. It was a W, but it was for the Westboro Rangers, uh, Westboro, Massachusetts. I actually coached two years ago, um, two seasons ago. I was the uh, the offensive coordinator for that program, seventh grade team. Uh, it was it was fun as ever. It was an AYF program. We had some Hopkinton, Massachusetts players mixed with the uh, Westboro. It was fun. It was great. Um, that that team had never won a an AYF playoff game, and we won their first playoff game for that for that um, seventh grade team. So that was awesome. That was fun. So you guys can stop making fun of me, man. I still you see I'm still repped out with IU, and um, I'm always gonna be IU, man. That's that's where I met my wife, and that's where I had probably the best four to five years of my of my life. Um, so and that and that's great. It's a good segue to again, like you guys. If you get the opportunity opportunity to play collegiate sports, you got to take advantage of it. And not to say that you'll get into you get you know Indiana or D one. Like at the end of the day, that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is that you're leveraging your talent, your abilities on the field and in the classroom to get money for college. Because college is not cheap; it's expensive. And if you're able to utilize your athletic ability on top of your academic ability and you can get money for school, a lot of money for school, I guarantee your parents can be very happy. So that's why I'm doing these videos. That's why um, I feel very strongly about utilizing my information and my expertise to get this information out because I know how important it is. Um, I wasn't I felt like I was a little bit off my game today a little bit um, with the words and all. I'll try to clean it up. I'm not going to be perfect. This is like literally a one take. I don't I don't do a second or third. Um, so you guys bear with me. If you have any questions, please let me know. The more questions, the merrier. You guys know I'm always on social media. Hit me up. Contact me. I continue to put out information. I continue to put out um, these videos and my podcast. Um, however you consume it, let me know. Because uh, I kind of want to know what you guys think about the videos, you think about the podcast, you think about the social media posts. Um, I mean, are you guys on YouTube more? Are you on Facebook more? Are you on Snapchat, Twitter, IG? Just let me know how, how, how best you consume this. And again, I want to make sure that however you do consume it, I, um, I'm there. So this is Coach T signing off. I appreciate it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I, you guys will see me very, very, very soon. Peace.